How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, we'll so we start. now we're back together. Together. I want to show you Don't know the rest my heart is oh so true. And all the love I had is especially for you. We're um, back. We're back. Brendan has two a lovely be- colour. Two become three. We didn't plan that song. No. Would you believe? <laughs> I no. mean, <laughs> I don't think anyone even wants. I'm like, edit that, eh, Brendan? <laughs> um, Brendan's back with a lovely tan. You got Thanks. a lovely colour. Tell us about your trip. Factor 30 on the, the, the body, 50 on the visage, you know, always want to be sun safe. Mm-hmm. You don't want to look like a leather handbag. No, you know that app that everyone's using this week that's yeah. making them look older? Uh, that Terrifying. Terrifies me, that app. Yeah. Apparently... In the privacy settings I saw on Twitter today, they can use it on anything they want, any picture, and they can take all your personal information and everyone's like the company who owns this, they're not sure about it. Oh, cool. Good to know. (laughs) I know. I downloaded (laughs) it America. (laughs) (laughs) Downloaded it briefly, did it, and then deleted the app again. Also, I think at one point it said there will be a recurring charge of 56.99 a month if you don't unsubscribe. We're actually all idiots and I mean the whole human race. <laughs> I did do it yesterday but I didn't know that I used my boyfriend's Somebody app. Somebody else's, yeah. I looked horrific. Yeah, he I'm looked very ha- attractive. Oh, yeah. oh. As an did, older man, yeah. Lovely. I think some people do look great. You're like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I did not look great. We're all back from our holidays. All back in the one room. Yeah, I'm chewing, sorry. I, I wasn't really away, to be honest. I, I feel like I've been here for ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't been anywhere. <laughs> no, right. I was in Rome. You were in Rome, yeah. Yeah, just, I wasn't away for that long. So you know yourself, you don't oh. really feel like you had a pro, you know. You were away for eight. You Are were you two countries. of me? No, because I went on holidays for a month earlier on this year and I'll probably go on another one. So. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. You know. Um, yeah, I had a lovely time. I got a bit of a tan. Saw Celine Dion in London. Iconic. Personally or on stage? On stage. Is she good? Which to me is personally. It's like she was on the tube. (laughs) Um, She was everything I hoped for and more. But like, to be fair, it was just one giant sing along. It was like one giant karaoke. You couldn't hear her. No, that's what you I kept seeing loads of people I know at it. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like everyone kept singing so loud I couldn't hear her. So I was dying to know how she sounded. She looked iconic. She... Sounded great as far as I could make out. <laughs> Floor length ball game. Oh, like several. Amazing. The green one. The green one was my favourite. Yeah. Mm. Mm. She came out in this uh, blue, like kind of electric blue jumpsuit at the start with these puffy shoulders. Oh my and god! Jet black sunglasses. She just walked out. I was like, yes. So you were in London and then you were in Spain. And then I went to Spain to lie down for a few days. Yeah. To think about the lie. <laughs> to think no, about the lie. Brendan sent us these videos <laughs> of him. Can we sitting. post them, Brendan? Yeah, can we? Because they're so funny. They are him so sitting along funny. a boardwalk on his own, and he's just staring out at the sea, and he goes thinking about the lie. <laughs> it's so funny. And then there's another one on the beach later on that day, and it's watching the waves. They are. They, we, they, we were. It literally looks laugh. like you've gone to Monterey, Brendan. I did go to Monterey. Yeah, that's that's where I was. Good yeah. for you, honey. Will we'll, you? We'll pop them, them on. Uh, ah, yeah. Shrine pods. Yeah. 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 Have an old look at them. Uh, so we're back in the room, and for me, finally, I feel like this was a really good episode. Like I was like the courtroom scenes, yeah. loving it. 
there was a bit of drama this week. Something happened. Something happened. Finally. Um, yeah, it, I thought it was a really good episode. There was a lot of like, I don't know if we want to call them because I'm doing the recap in a few minutes and I, I got very confused. Are they flash forwards? Are they predictions? Are they thoughts? Are they daydreams of Bonnie's? Yeah, there they was were a lot really of them. confusing. Yeah. There was a lot of weird shit going on with her mom in that room. I'm like, she's up out of the bed. She's in the bed. She's alive. She's dead. She's crying. She's drowned. She's the crying. single tear. I was like, can she? I, yeah. I, it's just, it is It is confusing. I am loving this whole supernatural storyline that they've got going on. Like, are they communicating with each other? Oh. No, Brenton. I think she's just in a coma and she can hear her. What's supernatural about it? But Because it's like, because when Bonnie's mum touched her, she could see, like she can see the the water she had and the everything. Si- the same vision, and then she had a stroke. Brenton, like, a pinch of salt wouldn't kill you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there is definitely an underlying supernatural storyline going on, and that comes from our resident psychic. It is like I mean, the actress's name is Crystal, for God's sake. Each to their own. It's opinion. Okay, I'll, we have I'll a podcast keep, for discussion. I'll keep my mind open. Thank then you, Brendan. Imagine out for next some week if like something that I'd be sitting there chuffed. Yeah, I mean, you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> if it goes all OA on us, if it went all OA, I would be here for it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you loved the OA, didn't you? Loved the OA. I didn't watch season two. Neither did I. Guys, I just didn't have the desire. No. I was done with the interpretive dancing. No, 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 no. Season two is fantastic. Well, do you know what? Really? I need to show because yeah. this is nearly over. Stranger Things 3, I'm after watching that. Absolutely best out of the three. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Okay. I'm watching like, um, is it the world's most extreme homes on Netflix? Like that's not, I'm not following it obviously. Yeah. I'm just into it. Yeah, so I, like I could do with something new. Podcast a lot. <laughs> Guys, it's absolutely And then she got the Z-beds out. <laughs> Let me, if I could just get the official name and uh, like I'm giving you a recommendation on this. It's absolutely brilliant. They travel all over the world and just look at the world's most the world's most extraordinary homes. Wow. So you just I get a tour around people People's gorgeous houses. I love that. Though. You two would love so nosy. That. Love being nosy. Exactly. Yeah. Like my friend's mom used to go to uh, viewings. She had no interest in buying a new house. She used to just bring us along when we were oh, kids. Oh yeah. I was walking around these houses with like swimming pools and cinemas and all, just because she wanted a goo. Yeah, everyone's at that. <laughs> it's like that. Um, oh, Vince Vaughn and I love you, man. Oh, uh, I guys, if you haven't seen that film, right? We'll go home and watch the world's I love you, most man. extraordinary. The world's most extraordinary house. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I watched last night for the first time ever? And it was that thing that we were doing. We were scrolling around on Netflix, just couldn't settle on anything. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, so good. I'd never seen it before. Oh Four Weddings and a Funeral. That's Richard Curtis, isn't it? It's Richard Curtis, yeah. 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 I only so watched it for the first the time at Christmas. She's, Guys. she's not a great actress. No, no, no. She's not great. Well, have, she's not great. When was the last time you seen her apart from that now? Do you know what I mean? That says it all. Like. Because I couldn't get over four weddings The delivery funeral. of some of those You know lines. Richard Curtis did that new film yesterday. I haven't seen it yet now. I'm going to go yeah. next. What, did he do that with Danny Boyle? Yeah, Danny Boyle directed it. He wrote it. Yeah, I, I'm dying to go see it. it now, I'm great. a real, I love a rom-com. Anything yeah. Richard Curtis has done. I love like, it's what, just guaranteed about time isn't it Nodding Hill and all yeah. that yeah he's real he's British real, yeah. yeah yeah, all them um, Lion King that's out yes this couldn't weekend. care less oh, yeah I can't wait couldn't give a shite I can't wait <laughs> no I'm just so I'm the opposite all that everyone getting dead excited for like Aladdin and all these oh no remakes. Aladdin couldn't give a shit about no. and I'm so glad you're like this because I've honestly and I know people won't believe me when no. I say this and Brendan is horrified I have never seen The Lion King uh, that's grand I've yeah. seen it I was very a very person. very 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 upsetting and then there's an Elton John song in it like I don't know what else to say <laughs> um, that, that's actually so true um, like I like, didn't watch beautiful. any movies like that when I was younger I did I watched them once and then I moved on but like I have friends when I was growing up with that would have DVD nights that I just couldn't go to because it was like oh we're gonna re- re-watch like Aladdin Lion King Mulan Cinderella or whatever and yeah. like I just felt really left out because I was the only one that didn't like them but I'm like oh my god they're desperately so sad sisters. I don't want to cry do you know what I mean and we're over it we know like and also can they not come out with like come up with a new idea instead of all these remakes I'm really sick oh, of it there's a rumour going around the internet that Disney said before he died that they all had to be remade every 10 or 20 years so that new generations would get to but can I, I just mean, say one thing racket. Hocus Pocus is one of the best films of all time and they're giving remakes for Mulan and not Hocus Pocus how can you not do that you should yeah. write to Disney. I have the sequel written, guys. 
Yeah, I just think people need to be looking at books, like really, really good books and making films out of that instead of remaking and remaking. Like Bridget Jones was one of the best things I ever oh, seen when it first so came out. And I so you the third yeah. one as well. Such a really good girls, like female voice in film. And I'm just like, I couldn't be arsed watching the new Princess Jasmine or whatever. Like Fair I'm enough. over it. I yeah. think that's why like shows like Big Little Lies are great. And you know, the fact that act- actresses have production companies now. Like Reese yes. Witherspoon is doing Eleanor Oliphant. And she and is that, doing that's that exact be amazing. thing that I want people to do, which is go and find a new author or a new voice and give them the money to make it into a film. If you yeah. haven't seen Eleanor Oliphant, the book is called... Uh, Ellen, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine or absolutely fine. It's absolutely it's brilliant. fine. It's, it's such a good book. Brilliant. And Reese is going to do that next. Like she found this book yeah. from... Um, yeah. I was about to say written by Laura Dern. It's obviously not written by Laura Dern. <laughs> Leanne Moriarty. <laughs> Okay. Laura Dern is everything That's enough Shite Okay talk. so Episode 6 There was a bit of Courtroom drama I was Well and truly Had my teeth Sunk into it Oh Reb Edge of the seat Guys it was tough going Bring us the recap um, So this episode Was called The Bad Mother And I thought That was pretty apt To be honest Ambiguous um, as well Yeah, Totally ambiguous Yeah Yeah well, it was because she because it made her out to be a bad mother. No, but it well, could have been anyone. It could have been Celeste as a mother. It could have been Bonnie's mother. It could have been Mary Louise as a mother. Oh yeah, I think I don't know why I'm. I just assumed it was going to be Celeste. Yeah, no, it just but I think it applies to all of them though. Yeah, Do you know it what does. I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all bad bitches, right? So, <laughs> the first scene, as per usual, like Brendan looking at the waves. It was uh, them on trivia night a flashback um, and to be honest guys I said this earlier on my head is a bit sore from all the flashback flash forward like premonition this it is when you're writing down what happens it is a bit like eh? like I was like when I was watching it I was like what like what's going on anyway mm-hmm. we then see Jane speeding on the way to Corey's house she arrives she asks him if he's a cop he asks her to come in and he's like I'm going to explain everything God, we were straight into that weren't we I was yeah. a bit like I haven't even had my first cup of tea, like sip of tea. Like I thought that we were going to build up to that. It was like, bam. So anyway, he explains that he was called in for questioning by Detective Quinlan and she, and he says basically that he was asked whether they had ever spoken about Perry Wright's death. So he's, he's telling her, like he's telling her how it is. Well, I mean, apparently, um, Corey also says that the detective knows all about Jane's history. He knows that Perry raped her and he knows she knows that he's evil and that he is Ziggy's dad. So, I mean, Detective Quinlan, I mean, to be honest, she is on the ball a bit, even though she hasn't really done anything that season. Where did she get this information from? <clears throat> I presume Mary Louise. Yeah. Because there is a scene coming up in a few minutes that the two of them are looking at all of Celeste's tapes together. Yeah. So... She must have got that info. Um, Quinn says that one of the five witnesses will finally crack and she told Corey that the one who does will get a break and the other four are fucked. Yeah, that was pretty straight up, wasn't it? It really was. What are your thoughts on the Corey situation? Like, do you think that he is still playing a game? <sighs> no, because no. if we if this happened at the start of the season, I would think there's more to it, but they kind of put it in there and then took it away from us like three minutes of screen time later. And I think the fact that they just got it in and out of the way at the start of the episode means that it isn't anything. Whereas if they dragged it out a bit more, maybe there could be more to it. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's still a bit more there. Yeah. Um, So then we see Mary Louise and Detective Quinlan watching tapes of Celeste being interviewed about the moment that Perry fell. She tells the same story every time that she's questioned, which that's a really bad thing because it looks like you've rehearsed it and agreed on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she kind of does say this exact same thing twice. Um, and also Celeste says that she doesn't have a proper memory of everything that happened and that's why it's also inconsistent. So that's just a little... But also it was super consistent because it was the exact same phraseology every time. Yeah, it was literally exactly. like a rehearsed line. Do you know that way? Um, meanwhile, the Monterey Five meet up at the beach at night time not looking suspicious at all. Um, Madeline tells them that they aren't going to break and that they all need to stay calm. Madeline, the most calm person in the world. Like, um, Jesus. Bonnie and her start scrapping, right? Madeline is like, I'm sick of you and your fucking feelings. And then she says, let's not forget, you're the one who pushed him. Ouch, Madeline. Yeah, it was that was really harsh. So harsh. And also, I'm like, you're all in, like, you could have just told, we all know you could have just bloody said that 
he was about to kill someone and that you pushed him anyway yeah. um, Jane kind of intervenes and she's like guys he slipped he slipped um, we then see a quick clip of Bonnie being interviewed in the station and she says she started to run at Perry and the closer she got to him the more that she did what she had to do yeah that, are we? what are we calling that a flash for uh, no I think that's just her standing <coughs> there with them all on the beach and then just imagining if she had just done that yeah it's almost the like these are snippets she's, of her confession she's writing down uh, in or the, I think she's just thinking about what she, like with that with that confession in the interview and like with her mother in the hospital I think it's just literally her having a daydream yeah. it is unusually edited this episode oh, I really? think, yeah. isn't it yeah but I'm like is this is this showing us you know like are we is it showing us maybe her confession book is it like kind of playing out snippets of what she's writing down I think it's daydreams I think it's daydreams as well yeah okay yeah right so we then see a clip um Oh, sorry. It then cuts to Bonnie writing her confession in her journal. So she is writing down. It is implied yeah. that she's writing down. Yeah. She's thinking about it and writing. What she would say if she was. Well, in is that she position. not writing what she reads to her mother at the end? Yeah. 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 Um, so she is in the hospital beside her mother's bedside and we realise that it, it isn't in fact like the scene that we just saw was a daydream uh, her dad walks in upset and asks her if she's ready because he's not and he's speaking about Bonnie's mum and he says that she's too damn young and that they will fight this so we know that the situation I got very upset at that point because like I don't really care about Bonnie's parents too much but like I kind of didn't realise she was going to die I don't think I was taking her illness that seriously yeah no and then when they said that I was like Jesus Christ like Zoe Kravitz Bonnie she's so young she's going through such a hard time I don't know I think I just had an empathy explosion for Mm. her situation I couldn't cope with it at home, Madeline and Ed are drinking wine and eating cheese. It looks really nice. It's Obviously. a lovely cracker. Um, and Madeline tells Ed about telling Bonnie to fuck off that day. And Ed's like, why were you all having this secret meeting? And he asks how this fight came about. And he's like, oh, is it about the custody battle? And Madeline's like, no. And he's like, then what was it about? And Ed kind of says, you know, it feels like you're hiding again. But why like, did she even tell him? But why would she say no? Was it about the custody battle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, that was the easiest Or just out. don't tell him. Like, I don't think, like, would you come to her home and be like, oh, I told so and so to fuck off today? Like, like a bigger fish to fry with I him f- alone. I feel like um, Madeline is unraveling the way Bonnie was at the very start of the Agreed. season. She just had a delayed reaction and that actually Madeline could be the one who could fuck up the whole life for everybody. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. You know, yeah. um, like Brendan on his holidays in Spain at home, Celeste is staring at the waves. <laughs> Max and Josh come out to join her because they can't sleep. So that's just a little shot of of her kind of at home with the boys. Um, in Renata's house, Madeline talks to her about how Ed knows that she's lying about something. Renata says she cannot tell him or else they're all fucked and Celeste will lose her kids. At work, Corey asks Jane why she isn't returning his calls and texts and whether it's because of the whole situation with the police. In hospital, Bonnie is at her mum's bedside and she has a vision, daydream, imagines her mum crying and um, <laughs> she goes to smother her with the pillow which was like which I thought was actually happening so did I I so was like holy I. shit here we go yeah yeah so it's kind of showing us her thought process it's showing us what drama could happen yes <laughs> at course Mary Louise lurks over to <laughs> Celeste and says how sorry she is that it, all, it has all come to this um, but at the end of the day they are all still family Celeste is like Mary Louise like we're not fucking family do you know who Mary Louise reminded me of in this episode <laughs> Gail Platt <laughs> <laughs> did, did not she, she just you know who she fucking reminds me of the place. Norris do we, you know Norris from Corrie? Yeah. Yeah, she's a bit like Norris as well. Yeah. Always popping up like nosy Norris. Oh, she's bloody everywhere, isn't she? With the beady eyes. Because she's nothing else to teeth. do. She doesn't work. She's no. just floating around looking for them women to annoy them. We need to do a calendar of Mary Louise's day because obviously we saw the calendar last week of the tweet was like, think about the lie, drive around about the lie, brood, meet the girls yeah, to talk about the and lie. And I want to do one of those, which Mary Louise are you today? And like get the screen grab of her getting her glasses slapped off her face. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, oh my God. Uh, so this is where shit starts to get real in the episode. The judge brings up the findings of the child psychologist and says that she doesn't want to take the boys from the only home that they've ever known, but that she's concerned. She says they will proceed with an evidentiary hearing to Tomorrow and that Celeste will have to be questioned in the car park. Celeste tells her lawyer that she is not settling, and the lawyer tells well, the lawyer says that basically Mary Louise's lawyer is going to try and make her look really erratic, and that she needs to go home and just get some rest. 
So like Celeste is on the edge. Yeah. In the hospital, the doctor says that there's nothing more that they can do for Bonnie's mum and that they just have to basically wait. And Bonnie asks if they can kill her or manage her pain with morphine. The doctor and Bonnie's dad both look absolutely horrified. They're just like, uh, no. So in my mind, I was a little bit... God, it's not that I want Bonnie to kill her man, but again, I suppose I'm, I just want something massive to happen. And when Bonnie said that, I'm like, oh, she's not going to do it now because it's too obvious, the questions that she's, she's asking yeah, the nurses. she's asked it, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I know you remember for a week or two, we were like, oh, Bonnie seems a bit better. No. Like, it's just... <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Um, back in Renata's house, she's talking to Gordon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, Every time I think about the two of them, I'm always just like, oh my God. Um, so they're talking about the hearing that they're having, right? So they're hearing about being bankrupt or the whatever. Bankruptcy hearing, yeah. Uh, so they're saying that that's going to be open to the public and, you know, Renata's like, Open oh, to the public. Imagine. I'd oh, be, I'd be in. Like the way my the friend's mum was viewing the house, we'd be viewing that. Can you imagine? <laughs> the American in? judicial system is <laughs> off the wall. It is a bit mad, all right. Anyway, she's like, you know, I wish I knew the judge or I knew a friend of a friend of the judge or whatever. Anyway, then what? Walks in Juliet, right? Have we ever met Juliet, Juliet before? Yeah, she screams at her on the phone in the first episode. Oh, we did she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, she always pronounces it like <laughs> Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Amabella's nanny Juliet walks in <laughs> <laughs> with a suitcase, and she's like saying her goodbyes, and she's basically like, you know, thanks for everything. Where's my severance payment? And Renata is like, listen, we know we owe it to you, but it's in the whole bankruptcy trustee hands, and we'll try and find a way for you to get a new job. Blah, blah 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 Juliet's like goodbye she's in tears Renata's crying Renata's like we will rise up and hire you back and Gordon <laughs> just sits there like he you know says what? bloody nothing yeah do you know and what is going to come I sensed it was I from How that episode I? I was like or from that scene I was like Oh my god! Because she looks that, at him and it lingers, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh my, my god. god!" She looks sixteen, but I and d- also I love Renata. Sorry, Brandon. Renata is trying to reassure her to by being like, "Don't worry, we'll rise up and hire you again, yeah. not give you the severance money yeah. or anything like that. You can work for us once oh, again." Oh, I was a bit dopey this week. I was like, "Jesus, Gordon's an awful old prick, not saying anything." <laughs> like terrible. I just didn't even notice. Go on. Um, elsewhere, Jane and Ziggy are surfing, and then they're walking out of the water, and they see Corey, and he's like you know, are you going to freeze me out forever? And Jane's like, uh, it's going to take me a long time before I let someone in again. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough, Jane. Corey is being a bit of a bit so of shit. Like, fair. So fair. She already had trust issues. Yeah. The following day, Madeline approaches Bonnie before they walk into the custody hearing and she's basically like, I'm really sorry for how I acted. I was completely out of line. I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. And especially with everything that's going on with your mum. It's just, you know, it wasn't it wasn't right. And Bonnie's basically like, yeah, I'm going through some stuff. And she's also like, Madeline, the lie is obviously getting to you. Yeah, and like, that time. scene was in there for a reason, you know. The mm-hmm. two of them are, as Chloe said, unhinged. Yeah. And we've known about Bonnie the whole time, but now Madeline is like... And there's yeah. a, little, um, a little suggestion of something to come in the trailer for the final episode as well about Madeline oh I can't oh Asterix mm-hmm. um, so this is where things for Celeste really start to get like like dark for her in the courtroom so she takes to the stand and the lawyer is asking her about her abusive relationship with her husband and whether it was ever thrilling he asks if they ever had um, they, they ever, the violence that they basically were both they were both inflicting violence on each other if it ever led to gratifying sex um, he asks her if she misses the violence and she says I miss my husband but I don't miss getting beat up um, he also asks her if she ever told the police she says she told the therapist he points out a photo of a guy that she met at the bar and he's like what's his name and she can't really give an answer she kind of says Joe and yeah. Then, yeah a few different names um, he asks if they had sex and he points out that she doesn't know the name he asks her if they were violent and if she's over her sickness he puts up another picture of a guy called Michael and asks if they had sex and it got physical he shows a few more pictures and because all we knew about was Joe from the bar we hadn't seen all the other guys yeah we saw like one flash but it was kind of like we thought it was Perry or something yeah yeah of her yeah. somewhere else um, and basically the lawyer is asking Celeste like you know have your sons ever met these men and she goes on to reveal that she has trouble sleeping and she does mention taking Ambien and then the lawyer's like oh have you ever taken Ambien and driven off the road so then she's and like and Mary Louise is sitting there with the chain just like looking coy 
it's absolutely how outrageous how much everything is um, fair game in those trials, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I know that she hasn't done everything perfectly, but also, like, if you want to sleep with people and your children are being babysat and they're safe, then off you go. Like, I don't think that should ever come into whether you're a good mother or not. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, Celeste is like, listen, I have engaged in self-destructive behaviour since her husband's death and she's like, I've always put my children first and I've always kept them safe um, he then goes on to ask her if she's ever been violent with the kids and if she's ever slapped her mother-in-law in the face mm. oh my god can't I mean, lie under oath can you no and there's gifts about that um, the lawyer <laughs> then shows a simulated video of how Perry would have fallen if he was pushed or if he actually lost his balance like also what relevance did that have like whatever I get that with the you know kind of sleeping with different men and maybe being get, getting violent they're, they're trying to um, you know like uh, ruin her character so that the kids will be taken off mm-hmm. her but her husband dying in a completely separate that has nothing to do with her character Reb made a very good point last week Brenton when you were holiday. oh I heard it um, yes what that was you think the whole reason Mary Louise is going for child oh, cu- yeah. for custody of the twins is because in the American system you have the right to bring up so she basically can't get Celeste charged and there won't be a trial for Perry's murder unless there's more evidence however yeah. she had an opportunity to bring up the murder and bring up the evidence in this custody trial so Reb thinks that's the whole reason she went to after the kids she has no intention of taking them she just wanted to bring this up in court yeah. possibly um, because Detective Quinlan told her to do so, so yeah, that's I think why you're dead right but, 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 but why does the system allow her to bring that up in a completely different trial like it, it has no relevance not to be like to is tar that everyone with si- the same brush is, but the it? American judicial system is fucked for yeah. so many different things okay um, right so Basically, Celeste is like, I didn't push him and he did actually lose his balance. Um, she then goes into the back room like, and takes a break with the other four women. The camera cuts, doesn't it, at that point? Is oh, it to the, to, the, to the other four all just kind of looking a bit sweaty? Oh. And then Detective Quinlan's over the other side of the yeah, room she's staring and at she's them. staring at them to watch their reaction to the, the diagram of him being pushed. Bonnie's reaction wasn't great. No, no, Bonnie, at all. But Bonnie's really, yeah, no, she can't eat. She I can't thought she was going to stand up and they kept cutting to her standing up, yeah. these little daydreams. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, Jesus, she's I thought she was going to do it as well. So yeah. did I, yeah. Uh, so Celeste goes into the back room with uh, the other four four women and she's like I'm so shocked that Mary Louise actually had me followed um, and then her lawyer co- and the girls tell her that she needs to go back in and really fight for her kids because obviously it was just horrific and um, Bonnie then has a flash of her standing up in court the moment the judge asks if Perry was pushed and admit that it was actually her we then see Detective Quinlan in her office looking at photos of all the women on trivia night after the incident so that's just another kind of like she's yeah. been on them since the start kind of I think you called it Reb I think we're going to see a clip next week of Detective Quinlan outline to Mary Louise exactly what she needs to do. Jesus. Uh, meanwhile, Ed meets up with Tori and the girls in a cafe and tells her <laughs> that he has no intention of doing anything, but part of him wants to. Um, Tori says that her shrink says it's not actually about inflicting payback on your spouse, but more about getting a sense that you didn't just take it and swallow your pride and be a victim. Uh, she says she does want him to pay she wants uh, her husband Joseph to pay for the affair he had with Madeline but she is actually attracted to Ed and she goes on to say that she keeps a masturbation diary and a bucket list and Ed is on both oh my god imagine <laughs> if someone was like you're on my bucket list Like, imagine if someone was like you're on, on my, my masturbation <laughs> diary <laughs> yeah I mean no it's which it's, would you rather Brian? so who keeps a diary would you rather be <laughs> a, on a bucket list on a bucket list or be in a masturbation diary a bucket list but I do, but but what do you if if I'm on your bucket list? Yeah, oh, it means thing to, to do before you die, yeah. <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> You'd rather be on a bucket list, surely? Of course You'd you want to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well depending um, on who the person is actually <laughs> you might want to be if involved. I'm not into them I want to be on their masturbation list thanks yeah. oh, <laughs> can God. we cut that clip of friend and just going I want to be on their <laughs> masturbation list <laughs> now we can cut it of you I'm a respectable person yeah no we'll get you back for something else so anyway um, right Tori is like listen Ed don't overthink it 
you know, if we have sex, we probably will love it. She and cracked. If like, we don't, we'll just move on. And like Ed is sweating in that shop. Like oh, I thought Nathan walked by the door at one point. I was like rewinding yeah, it last night. I was yeah. like, is that Nathan? Who is that man? And, like Ed sweating. Everyone's staring at him. He's pretty smiley mm. though as well, isn't he? Sure, yeah, he's loving a bit of the flirt. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, Ed, what? We'll get to this, but I'm like, Ed is just... Her with you know, the melons. Yeah, Ed is all over the place at the moment. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing. No, I know, but I just found that this and then him being like to Madeline, like, it's... I just found him in this episode. It was a bit odd. Yeah, but you're meant to think that. You're meant to go, okay, so is he after riding Tory and that's why he's coming back to Madeline in a good mood? Or is the Tory thing after pushing him to realise that he actually wants to be with his wife and that's why he's coming back to Madeline in a good mood? I think he's playing both sides. I think you're not, there's a scene we're missing there that we'll get in the last episode. That's how I read that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think he will ride her though. I think he's just like entertaining it to make himself feel better. Maybe he will. Or he already has. Um, Madeline then drives around thinking about trivia night, thinking about the lie, about her relationship with Ed she arrives home and she tells Ed that she really hopes that she can earn back his trust and he says he wants to but he can't just wave a magic wand and neither can she God that was heartbreaking yeah that's true uh, Jane arrives at Mary Louise's house and she's like banging on the door like and she's, at, she's like why are you doing all this you know she's like call it off and then Mary Louise is like listen I thought about it and then she considered the boys and she's like listen Celeste isn't well and Jane's like, I just see a woman who is struggling and who isn't struggling. And then Mary Louise is like, are you struggling, oh Jane? Oh my God. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. With your conscience, perhaps. (laughs) And then Mary Louise is like, listen, Ziggy actually told me that you bought a gun. And were you ever planning on using it on my son? And she's like, did you use, did you move to Monterey to hunt my son down? And then she like slams the door. She locks the door. Jane is banging on the door, shouting through. And... She's like, Jane's like, you know, how hard is, like, Ziggy's life is going to be so hard when, like, he knows that he's a product of rape. And Mary Louise just stands there and she's, like, sporting this expression of, like, full satisfaction. And now, do you want to know how I felt during the scene? One of the rare scenes where I felt sorry for Mary Louise. Really? Yeah. Why? So when the when she shut the door and she was just standing in her house all alone and she had the music blaring to drown out Jane banging down the door and she's like, your son is a monster. He raped me. Blah, blah, blah. I actually just felt really sorry for her. And it's happened like twice over the whole series and I'm not sympathising with her as a whole. I'm just saying in that moment, my initial reaction was, I feel sorry for her. 
like her son was a monster and now yeah. she has to deal with this and she's the one left behind. I should feel sorry for her but, but what is making me not feel sorry for her is just her belligerence. She's just like, no, he wasn't. No, yeah, like, she just won't hear it. But I think she knows and in that minute I just read the truth in her face and I think she was really listening to Jane but you'll be back in the queer face then the next day with the mask back on. Do you know what I mean? But then if she really knows it and she agrees then why is she trying to set out to prove yeah. that no I think she's the monster do you yeah okay I think I think Mary Louise is just I, that look on her face there I just kind of read it as like she was just kind of like sitting back and like blaring the music being like you know fuck you I don't yeah, care what my son enough. did she's just very evil Um. so after that Celeste puts the boys to bed and she walks into the kitchen and she's looking for some alcohol and she downs a couple of vodkas and then she starts seeing flashbacks of her and Perry in the house um, and then her and other men that she was with she then kind of is like oh Jesus pours the vodka down the sink and she starts crying Very, it's, Celeste is just having an awful time yeah it's desperate I feel like she's no one to turn to because even she the women great. yeah she does look great but even the women that she like her friends they're all so affected by it as well like yeah. then, where's the therapist yeah. Wasn't in this episode. No, I don't think we saw her last week either. No, we haven't seen her for a while. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. Um, at home, Ed, Chloe and Abigail arrive back to loads of loud music. Madeline's dancing around in her wedding dress to a cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Everybody wants to. Yeah, and Madeline is, she basically is like, oh, I was cleaning out my closet and then I saw the dress and then I... I Put it back on because it reminded me of a time that I was a good person and I wanted to reconnect with that person. And then she says that she put the song on because Ed picked it for their wedding. And Ed sits down on the bed and he says, they can't wave a wand, but that's pretty close. I felt like that was a really warm, both of them, it was like a really genuine moment. I think he was thrilled when he walked in. Yeah. Because he caught her in the act. Like, she wasn't doing it for him. She was just dancing around for herself. But I think he was so happy that a memory with him brought her that much happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It did feel feel more genuine than, like, a lot of the other scenes we've seen with them. (laughs) Um, Bonnie is then asleep at her mum's bedside in hospital. She's having a vision of the water. And then it flashes to her mum getting up out of the hospital bed and telling her to come towards the light. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. And Double. then Nathan walks in with Sky, and they play uh, Bonnie's mum some music. And Bonnie's like to Sky, "You're the best daughter in the world." Which I was like, "Oh God, is she going to go and do something stupid now?" Um, Bonnie then sees flashbacks of the abuse in her childhood. Elsewhere, Celeste does her makeup for before the next day of the hearing, and in the courtroom, her lawyer asks her about the day before um, and whether she's getting help for all of the stuff that's been going on. And Celeste is like, "Yeah, I'm going to a therapist. Um, I'm not taking Ambien anymore." And she says she will get help for the sex addi- addiction and that the behaviour will stop. And um, the judge is like, "Listen, can you explain to me what's going on?" And Celeste is like, "Listen, I just wanted to be touched and be in control. Um, I wanted to actually push Perry out of me." But the way she kept using the word push, mm. I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, she said it a couple of times point. and I was like, oh my God, stop saying push. Stop saying push. You're going to like, you're like, I want to actually push Perry. Push Perry. Push okay. Perry. Um, the judge is like, why did you stay with your abuser then? And Celeste says it's because she did love him and that she thought that he would get better, but he didn't. And Celeste says that she was afraid of how he would react and she stayed to survive and she stayed for her boys. That is a completely reasonable answer from all aspects absolutely most women in abusive yeah. relationships don't leave like to in be the hope that it will change for the safety of you and your children but look yeah, what Perry did when he found out that she was going to leave like yeah. Perry was going to kill her and a lot of the times abuse victims are emotionally manipulated into thinking that they can't leave they have very low self esteem they probably don't have control of their own finances like you don't know the situation but the judge did seem to be sympathising with her she yeah. had kind of a kind face and I felt a little bit reassured in that moment yeah. because she was seeming to understand that yes this is a victim of long term abuse and her actions have to be taken you have to take that into consideration when considering her actions do you remember the way Perry reacted when he found out Celeste had the apartment that was chilling remember the the babysitter would have thought nothing was going on because he was dancing around in his costume it was so disturbing it was so disturbing and the other part that I hated when he came home and was like why aren't the boys toys cleaned up and she's like you do it and you would just actually get the chills because you just know she wasn't able to stand up to him at all 
Back in the hospital, Bonnie's mum then appears to wake up a bit and Bonnie asks her how she's doing and then her mum closes her eyes again. Um, and Bonnie gets up and she closes the door and then she starts to read out her confession that she's been writing out uh, throughout the episode. Um, and she's basically, she stands up and I really thought that Zoe Kravis was absolutely amazing in the scene. She says she resents her mum for her childhood. Um, she resents her mum for slapping her for all the bruises for how she didn't feel safe at home growing up. She reveals that she had sex at the age of 13 to prove that she was loved. Um, she says she resents her mum for making her feel so worthless and that she settled for a man, a man that she doesn't even, she doesn't even finish the sentence yeah she's like I settle for Bye a man that I don't even because we always were we always were like how's that like what's the story with the two of them like yeah. how did they end up together they're so different and um, Bonnie goes on to say that she mainly resents her mum for for killing a man she says she snapped and killed Celeste's husband when I lunched for him I was pushing you and it was a long time coming Bonnie then tells her mum that she wants to forgive her and she starts crying I was expecting the camera to pan out or turn and for somebody to be standing at the corner of like the, you know, whatever trolley bay or whatever she's in. The doctor or something yeah. you'd heard her say the stuff about the morphine and she's or like, you're one. We don't Detective know that Quindlen. that hasn't happened Yeah, though. possibly. Because the way she she went, you know, like, um, she, she exp- like word for word. Word for word. spelled it out yeah. Yeah. what she had done. Yeah, it wasn't implied. It was actually like, I, I killed someone. And then her mother had like just a single tear. Yeah, if she wakes up, she's fucked. Yeah. In the courtroom, the lawyer asks Celeste about how one of her sons was biting Amabella at school. Uh, meanwhile, Renata and Gordon are at the bankruptcy hearing. Uh, Juliette, Julie, Juliette. Juliette asks for her severance pay. And then she's like, oh, and I'm also asking for 160 grand that I was promised for what she calls stress management. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I don't want to elaborate. And then Gordon's face. So not only was he having an affair, but he was paying someone to have an affair with him. And paying her about three times what she was getting for her actual job. Paying her off to stay quiet with the money that he absolutely fucked it up. I mean, honestly, in the car afterwards, I felt Renata's rage. I mean, she was livid. She started shouting and screaming, obviously. And then at one point, she got her tissue that she was probably crying into and stuffed it into Gordon's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is her speech. Shut the fuck up for the rest of your fucked up fucking life. Do you hear me? I don't want to hear one fucking word from your fucked up little fucking twerp mouth on why you fucked up no matter what fucked up excuse you come up with you fucking fuck shit fuckhead the fucking nanny shut the fuck up for the rest of your fucking life I'm using that absolutely (laughs) that's going in the arsenal fucking twerp mouth that could be a good episode uh, title Um, back at Celeste's hearing she asks to call her own character witness and she says Mary Louise should be questioned about whether she should be fit to to parent the boys and Celeste is like listen I'm actually a lawyer and I want to question her myself the drama and the episode ends with her telling the judge she's like it's my fight your honour I ask that you let me wage it and we are perfectly set up for what I expect to be the best showdown in television history in next week's finale she has something in the bag on Mary Louise but also there's a a, did you see the face on Mary Louise though it's like she's playing everyone into this position it's like she kind of wanted it to go this way do you reckon I don't know there was something on her face at the end I think she like so we haven't really seen lawyer Celeste very much in this trial no and I think like Celeste is a lawyer and a very good one so I think she had this all planned I think she was playing her a little bit okay and I just think she's going to turn it around and say oh and by the way X, Y and Z game over good luck can you imagine if Celeste turned around and was like I paid this actor to be in the house and pretend this and this like imagine if she went full like I've been playing you the whole time I told you that this happened and that never happened and Perry didn't do this I was pretending to be asleep the most dramatic courtroom scene since Broadchurch season 2 episode 1 Stop, Brendan. I still remember your text. I fell off the sofa. Guys, we won't spoil it if you haven't watched Oh, I Broad. haven't. I'm like, yeah. probably Broad. the best twist. I'm not going to say ever, but up there, top five don't best twists in don't television ruin history. It's no, that's very, all we'll say. It's a very memorable twist. Um, oh. Scream the house and stuff. Can I tell you a big spoiler for next week? Uh, oh, please. Please yeah. do. Okay. This article was written for Screen Rant by Helen Armitage and the headline is Shailene Woodley Drops Major Big Little Lies Season 2 Finale. Spoiler. So, 
Big Little Lies star Shailene Woodley dropped a major spoiler for the show's season two finale during a recent appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. So she said, quote, in the beginning of the next episode, it's a bit of a cliffhanger. Are you ready for this? But all of the women go to visit Perry's grave and his body is missing. <gasps> oh. Crazy. Helen well, continues. Has he been exhumed by police investigating his death? Has Mary Louise gone mad with grief and dug up his body herself? <laughs> with her bare hands. Has a zombie virus hit Monterey? The last one isn't likely, of course, but either way, it's going to have big ramifications for the Monterey Five. As there are no current plans for a third season of the show, it would seem that there is lots of wrapping up to do in just one episode. And if an event as big as Perry's body going missing isn't considered a major spoiler by HBO because Shailene Woodley was given permission to reveal Yes, that, yes. Mm-hmm. Then Big Little Lies fans are in for one hell of a season two finale. How yeah. mad is it they've been so secret by the whole season and now they're like, okay, you go on Jimmy Kimmel and you say, yeah, Perry's body's going missing. But then Jimmy was like, it's not a cliffhanger if you've if it's at the start of the episode, you're going to explain it. Because yeah. they want people like us to spend the whole week going, how does that work into the story? What does that mean? Has he been exhumed for um, Celeste's side of the court trial? Has he been exhumed? I Is he wonder... The if they're gonna exi- if the body's gone because his DNA is uh, is on the brother's body from killing him or something. This is what I'm telling you now. I bet she's had him dug up because yeah. it will. Yeah, he's I implicated think it's a, in something else or, or something. Or Mary Louise is, or he is the brother. They need the the DNA for something, yeah. and it's part of her big plan. Or is it Watson? No, this is so far fetched. <laughs> I go on and live for it. Somebody said before <laughs> that he wasn't dead at all. Oh, oh. No. I mean, we saw that bone hanging out of his neck. Yeah. If he's not dead at all, I want the season three. Imagine if he wasn't dead and he was sitting at home being like, okay, Mary Louise, now you need to go in and say this this week and you need to do that. I want my kids. Imagine if Mary Louise is getting the boys back because she wanted Perry to have them and they all moved away together. Have we all seen the film The Prestige? No. no. Okay, Jesus, I won't ruin it then. <laughs> Why, there's a point I want to make. Make it? I don't think I'll ever watch it. It's bloody Who's brilliant, Brendan. I'll make it in a few minutes and you won't remember that it's to do with the film so you can okay. go and watch it, right? Okay, go on. Okay, you can't attribute it to the movie then, no. Yes, no. That, so we know that something mad is going to happen next week, which oh. is very clever on their behalf. Do you want a little run through next week's trailer so that we can kind yes. of tee up? more yeah. than anything in my entire life. Yeah, so like the, the usual, it's the kind of like cut, like just yeah. real fast like scenes so it doesn't really give away anything. But like from watching it, like what I took from it was it opens with the waves obviously there's shots of the courtroom Mary Louise takes the stand and we hear Celeste say the Monterey Five or whatever we call ourselves the lie is the friendship Um, Jane says I can just see the damage that it's done it's eroding every single one of us we then see Bonnie in a hospital watching a trolley being wheeled away but we don't see you know who's in it or if they're alive or if they're dead we're not getting the double draining Mary Louise says who knows what I haven't seen? I mean, that one. She's like a dog with a bone. Oh, she is, yeah. Who knows what I haven't seen? Yeah. That is such a messed up sentence. What she, does it even mean? She just means that like, oh, you know, well, like there could... She just suspects them all of doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see Mary Louise hugging the twins in court. The twins run over to her in court and they hug her. She bends down and hugs them and it's cut to make it look like Celeste is looking across from the benches as if Mary Louise has won custody. Oh that's what God. it's uh, that's what it's done to imply but it Man mightn't is going to prison. It mightn't look like that at all. Um and then at the end Madeline says to somebody who I assume to be Ed, yeah. you can't falter here, do you hear me? Oh Which God. makes me think that she's told now I am putting two no, and two Madeline. together. I from the way you can't see it, you just hear her speak. But it sounds like she may have told Ed. Well, she will have to. If we're to believe everything that's gone on with them and how much she wants the truth and how much they need to draw a line in their old relationship and start their new one, I think she will have to tell him in order to move on. That will be the kind of, I will tell you this, it will explain everything that I've done and then it will be a fresh start and we're in it together. So I think she has always had to have told him and I think you're right. They definitely have teed that up in this episode as well. Like the Renata conversation, she's like, you can't tell Ed and Ed 
head going well what were you lying about like they're definitely implying that I think that's going to be a conversation so he started to come back to her a bit when she was in the wedding dress I think he's going to go I want in but I know there's something you're not telling me and I want you to tell me you owe me this after everything and then we'll start fresh and she's going to have to tell him and that's yeah. what I think what if Ed be. then got, gets the ultimate revenge on Madeline like, you, you said that at the beginning of the season that was always an option and also do you remember that scene when after Madeline started crying at the school uh, when she gave that speech about rainbows remember? yeah and yes. Celeste afterwards Ed was like oh well what else, what else don't I know yeah. yeah but the <clears throat> and they were both Renata and Celeste were both like to each other how much does, does Ed know, know? Yeah. I wonder has Ed known this whole bloody time and is he just playing a game what could potentially prevent Ed from spilling it will be that it's actually protecting Bonnie as well and I think yeah. he has very soft protective feelings towards her and a very strong friendship as and well. I think him and Bonnie have definitely had like nothing untoward but they've definitely had moments where private moments where connections they definitely get each other they understand each other more than their their spouses understand them I also think it's an option that we will see that camera pan out of maybe Nathan or Bonnie. Oh my god, imagine if it was Nathan because Bonnie's gone off the wall. If imagine if if uh, Madeline told Nathan. Why would Madeline I don't know falter? Yeah. I just wonder if if it's Nathan and not Ed. Oh yeah, I wonder though, was Nathan there when Bonnie was confessing to her mother? Yeah, because he'll hear the line as well that um, she doesn't love him. Yeah. And that gives him a reason to be angry and tell the police. The roof. And he is they are they keep showing him and Sky dropping in and out of the hospital, in and out, in and out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he could have easily have been there. Now in fairness, they were there that day that she did the confession afterwards and they don't really show them like they kinda just get up and leave the room. She'll come back and been like, Oh, I forgot my keys and she's there like I killed Perry, you know. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know earlier on we were saying like maybe Celeste is playing this whole thing that she's like, oh, I'm like I was. She's playing the whole like I'm I'm the what would you call it like grieving widow mm-hmm. and my kids. You know, I'll do the best for them. And I was obviously in such an awful relationship. I was abused and everything that she's playing all of that up so Mary Louise doesn't see it coming when she questions her on all you know like the big twist that I you're saying I think that's a good like a, there's a good chance that that's happening I think another thing that could happen is that Celeste knows something but because she was so like grief stricken and so emotionally traumatised from the abuse that she endured that she is kind of only realising it now and I think Perry might have told Celeste yep. something when they were together and it's all coming back to her now in the words of Celine Dion. Do you remember uh, do you remember at the earlier in the season when we saw a flashback to Perry and Celeste's first date? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably more to that scene. There has to be. I that's when he Celeste, spoke about the brother. Exactly. Celeste definitely knows something and she's kept it in the back pocket until she really needed to use it or else she's she kind of almost forgot about it. And it's about the death of his brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm in two minds whether she forgot or whether she was playing us all because I just feel like she's so powerful. She's such a good lawyer. She obviously made so much money. Yeah. I think she's more intelligent than to let Mary Louise walk all over They're her. They're also making mm. us kind of almost forget that Celeste is a lawyer until the very last second of that season when she stood up it was like your man from Saw getting up when he was on the ground the whole time and I was like yes with the music in the background I was like she had a plan all along and she almost hired a lawyer that wasn't going to kind of even cop it do you know that way she hired a lawyer the last job she did was Avenue Q saving that (laughs) yeah (laughs) the fucking puppets (laughs) I love the fucking puppets Um, yeah so there's definitely something juicy is going to happen right so there is an article that was was on uh, Time magazine. It was written by Reza Bruner and she is saying these are the most convincing theories on how season two will end. So first theory is that Mary Louise will die. No. Let's vote for them, okay? So let's say yes or no, Brendan, when Rebecca calls the mate and you say it's not happening at all, in my opinion. No, No, I don't think so. No way. No, I don't think so. Right, Uh, the second theory is that Corey's motives are way more deeper and darker than they appear. Possibly. I'm saying no. Boss, oh, there's something about him that I just, I don't know what they it is. They don't have time. Yeah, maybe not. Um, <laughs> we haven't got the time. Theory three is that Bonnie's diary is going to give it all away or her confession of what we've kind of come to the conclusion of. 
her diary. Imagine if they just found her diary Too and she's asleep. Could no. be a bit boring, but also who the fuck writes saying a murder confession? It's very stupid. It is. We don't. We didn't actually see if that. If that. No. I, I think what she wrote down was the the confession to her mother, but I don't know for sure if she actually wrote down those words that in the bit. diary. Yeah, I'm going yeah. no on that one. No, as well. I'm saying no. It's too obvious. Anyway. Next theory is that Bonnie is going to try and take her own life, um, and that will kind of be a nod to all of the drowning visions that we've seen throughout the series. Yeah, possibly. One hundred percent. The drowning has to lead to something. Yeah, that water. But then I'm like, I don't. And know. then we've got the whole debate of was it a premonition or is it if you say something enough to someone they do it? Do you know what I mean? It's like a psychic. It's like yeah. did the psychic tell you you were going to buy a red car, so you bought a red car because the psychic told you, or were you always going to? And buy she a red has car? been walking into the waves all the time, she like has. throughout the whole series. So I'm just a- walks in. Very certain on that one. Uh, another theory is that Madeline will be the one to crack. Yeah. Which is very likely. Yeah, yeah. it's looking like that right now. Um, and then the last theory is that Mary Louise's other son, Raymond, makes a key appearance. One million billion. Is he not dead? We do- I don't know if he is. Well, not like I'm saying. I'm oh agreeing my God, to that. it's Perry Raymond. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. So Is Mary Louise Raymond? Is <laughs> <laughs> Celeste Raymond? Uh, I'm thinking, right, Imagine oh guys, I'm agreeing that he could make a key appearance in the sense that um, it mightn't be a physical appearance, but he will have a key role to play in the tying up of the story. Yeah, yeah. we were found, we were told about it for a reason. Guys, how do you feel like this? Right, you're going to hit the roof when I Go say on. this, and I actually have tingles because I feel like I'm so right. What if Perry was Perry and Raymond all along? Twins swapping out, <gasps> sharing a life. Perry went away a lot. Did Raymond come back with Raymond, the nicer brother? Oh my brother? God, no. Did, did, did Perry do something really fucked up when he was a kid? And did Mary Louise make up that it was the son Raymond? Oh, it was my son Raymond. He died. It's terrible. <gasps> I, I, I think they were identical. I think there was swapping lives. Have, was Raymond always alive? Were they interchanging in the marriage with Celeste? Did Raymond die when he was a baby or something? And did they always... Oh, oh my God, no, that would have been no. Oh, mm. oh, God. Guys, I'll just put it out there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm not, No. To be honest, I'm at a point where I can't even make a prediction for the final episode. I all I feel like is that some a, a central character is going to be killed or kill themselves. That's all. That yeah, I can no. Did Mary Louise got a DNA test from Ziggy? She wanted to. She wanted to, but but she's taken him. She's has he stayed over with the twins in oh, hers? Jesus, oh yeah, remember we thought she's she might have taken. Yeah. Haircuts, boys. So I say she Celeste could do it as well. But I say that she probably did take the. DNA is coming into this. Yeah, so she took the hair off Ziggy's head and then she, ex- she exhumed Perry's body <laughs> to try and see or if Celeste they're the same. Did. What's like, the, would she? Because it, how it, does she have the time with all of that? How long is this episode? Is, is the other brother? Hour? Is the other brother not dead? My here's my theory. I'm gonna lay it out. Go. The other brother was absolutely mental. He was doing mad stuff. Mary Louise had him carted off to some. Um, Psych. mental health facility yeah. or psych ward or something yeah. really untoward years ago lied to everyone that he died he was an identical to Perry and then he kind of came back and they agreed to keep it all under wraps and they kept interchanging and swapping lives it will come out in the DNA based on Ziggy and the twins and whose DNA is related to so what to you're saying prediction. is did when they were children the two boys right were growing up and did Raymond one kill the Perry one wasn't. No, did I don't the evil think, one no. this is another theory right okay, so did that's not the what I'm evil one kill Perry Perry and then did Raymond go on and they're like oh you just try live a normal life and just move on so and do you think like, one is dead I think they're both alive no sorry I think they were both alive like I don't think the brother died years ago I think Mary Louise lied about it oh my god that's what I'm saying I don't know I think I'm getting too far-fetched now I'm like one of them was yeah I'm no. definitely getting too far-fetched but DNA to... is coming into this because why yeah. else would you exhume oh body? yeah so why would they need to do DNA so they need to do DNA to prove the kids are who they say they are. Perry is who he says he is. Mary Louise is who she says she is. They're the only things. Or Raymond. Do you know what I mean? Why else would you be looking at DNA? And are we definitely sure... Yeah, Mary Louise would be the only one with any reason to exhume his body. Celeste wouldn't need to. Not that we know of, but I think Celeste did do it. And I think this is her big finale. Because she says the Monterey Five go... This is what Shailene Woodley said. In the beginning of the next episode, all of the women go to visit Perry's grave, but his body is missing. Why would they all be yeah, there? That's so weird. His body is missing to them, which means implies that Mary Louise exhumed it. Or Celeste brought them to the grave. Okay. To be oh like, guys, gosh. this is what I've done. I don't think Mary Louise exhumed my he- it. My head actually hurts. Okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ, this is crazy shit. 
But honestly, it. But if they're saying his body's missing, I never thought. I never saw that coming. Neither did I. But like, if we're getting told it, it means it's obviously. I don't know. I can't get my head around it. Okay. I think it's going to be brilliant. I can't wait. We're going to have a a, a season finale viewing yes. all together. Oh yeah, a, are we going to your a, house with a glass of Malbec or something? You know, Monterey Malbec. Oh, someone's changed our tune. Bir- no, Amabella's birthday party. <laughs> Um, if you want to send us your thoughts, your theories, your predictions for the final episode. Yeah, get your predictions in. We did it for Line of Duty. We could maybe tweet out some of them so you can brag to people that you got it in writing before yes. the episode went out. Like I did with my double twin swapping Raymond Still Alive theory. I love that. I think you could be right. Let's all if you're right, the theory, you should get a that's prize. mine. You think Perry killed Raymond? And I think that Celeste just knows something and that she's going to have something in the back burner that will be revealed. Brendan one sentence theory uh, the, the, I think the double drowning is still going to happen okay although she's not going to drag her mother who's basically already dead out of a hospital to no finish security her off. okay we've got a double drowning we've got <sighs> a one twin killed the other and uh, possibly two one twin never died someone's going to crack get your predictions into us at Shrine Pod on Facebook Twitter and Instagram you can email us uh, shrinepod at gmail.com as well we will talk to you after the finale can't wait oh Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.